Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. An insider's look at the National Football League. It's NFL Lunch. Presented by Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. With Vinny and Haney on 105.7 The Fan. Top talks about NFL football. It's NFL lunch, as you just heard. Vinny and Haney, 105.7 The Fan. Ravens back in practice today. Getting ready for the Colts, who are banged up. No Ryan Kelly, no Anthony Richardson in practice. So says Coach Steichen out there with the one-in-one Colts. But let's get to John Harbaugh. Just talking about the defense with Vinny. Film study-wise, Owe goes down. Adafi Owe, pass rush performance minus him, as you judged it, John Harbaugh. Sure. Uh, yeah, those guys really played well. I mean, I mean, J.D. Clowney, man, wow, he played great. He was he was he was disruptive. Ajabo too. Ajabo played a really solid, sound, physical game. You know, ran to the ball, was really good setting the edge. He had good uh, help get pressure. You know, good bull rushes and was around the quarterback. So he's he's just kind of getting better every week. And Adafi was playing good, but he had he had a uh, you know he had the ankle sprain, so uh, that was kind of tough. But uh, that's where we're at. So. Two games with a Jabo. Now, he did get the strip sack in week one. But other than that, you didn't think he was overwhelming. Did he take a positive step against the Bengals? Are we looking at a guy who's starting to get more comfortable? Yeah, I think he's, I think he's definitely getting more comfortable. And, Bob, he's going to get a lot more reps this week. And he got, a, he got a bunch more, you know, in the second half last week because, you know, Oway went down and they don't have – you know, Robinson is not a great pass rusher right now, and Harrison's not. I mean, we haven't even talked about Bowser. You know, I mean, whenever he's going to be yeah. back. Who? <laughs> right. like you forget all about this guy. <laughs> right. You know, so Ajabo's got to keep coming. That's what he's got to. You know, I mean, um, they don't uh, they don't take a – like Minshew didn't take a sack when he played last week, and I think he's kind of a smart guy. He knows that system extremely well because he was in Philly – so, I, I think it'll be tougher on the Ravens to face Minshew than Richardson. Yeah, Will Anderson didn't really do much in uh, that no. game against the Colts, the rookie for Houston, who got a sack against the Ravens, by the way. In week one, we talked about the Orioles. We mentioned Ryan McKenna, or Ryan O'Hearn, excuse me, McKenna back. But O'Hearn and what he brought and the positional versatility. Well, on the Ravens, I guess the O-line, that guy's Patrick McCarry. In terms of his versatility. Probably greatest blessing and probably for him somewhat of a curse, you know. But uh, but it, it, it ends up being the right thing because he goes in there and does so well. And, you know, he backs up really both tackle spots. Uh, of course, Daniel does is, is the next backup. And then uh, 
he can also be your center if you need, you need him to do that. And, and Bob, you know what he did? He was smart. I mean, he's a six million dollar man. He makes six million dollars a year. He signed a good deal for for him, you know. And like Harvey, he can play anything. And and I'm not. If he has started at left tackle, I'm fine. I'm fine. But he just wears down. That's the biggest problem because he's got that bad back. So. And he can't lift, so he can't get real big. You know, so the bull rush stuff does cause him some problems at times. Back at practice, and we'll get an attendance report, hopefully by the time we're out of here at 2 o'clock. But that being said, with McCary and Mustafer filling in for two starters, the O-line was what for you, John Harbaugh? People are concerned about stuff, and I understand it. And, but we've kind of maintained all along that those guys would come in and play well. And they did. So, Sam, Mustafer deserves you know, a lot of credit, ton of credit, played so well. Uh, obviously, uh, Pat, you know, he's done that so many times before, so nobody should be surprised by that. I thought they played well. You know, I mean, is Mustafer a great athlete? No, but he hung in there and competed and fought his butt. He's smart and he's tough, you know, and then you can get by with that, and that's and that's what they're doing right now. I, the O-line was much better than it was week one. Let's just say that. Now, we – talk about Lamar and historically how he runs the Greg Roman offense. Now it's Todd Munkin, but Lamar was under center a ton yes, he was. on Sunday. So John Harbaugh, what's the deal with that? Uh, it, we haven't done it a lot, you know, but he's always been good at it. He's never been a problem uh, with him under center. I think it's something he does really well. And it was going into the season. We've talked about that before. It was, it was part of the plan to be under there more. And, uh, and you know, you see it happening now. So as long as it's successful, I'm sure we'll keep doing it, and uh, I think it creates a lot of problems. I mean, people have to defend us that way and all the formations and all the, all the play actions that come off of that, the run game. They have to defend us in the pistol, like always, and now the gun stuff has, has become a bigger part of what we're doing than ever, too. So those are really all – make us more diverse. Now, under what circumstance should we expect to be him under center, Lamar Jackson? Well, I, I think when they want to run power football and they want to – you know, and they're going to run the football – because, because Bob, I mean, people were all, people always said, well, you know, that was against Houston. Oh, that was pretty vanilla. You know, he's saving something. You know, they saved the under center stuff and they saved the tackle over stuff. So they did save, you know, some of those things for the Bengals. And the under center stuff, it all worked well. I mean, the run game it worked, especially it worked extremely well because, you know what? They don't have the tight ends to, to block. So, you know, you bring in Falele, he's playing one tight end, and then Ricard, you know, can line up and play the other tight end, or he can be the puller. So you got a lot of 300-pound bodies moving around. We're two weeks through the season. Ravens offensively, you know, they put up 27 against Cincinnati. Lamar's completed 74.5% of his passes. He's not going to do that all season long, I don't think. But can he stay in that 66 to 70 range? Well, he was, he was, Bob, and the thing about it is, is, I mean, I count like four drops. So, I mean, add four more catches, you know, to his stats. But he's throwing the ball well and he's getting the ball out on time. And he's, they're using the whole field, Bob. So it gives him a huge advantage where before they were pigeonholed on what they were doing. You know, when they were just so compact on where they were throwing, they are still uh, completing a lot of balls in the middle of the field, but they're still hitting them on the outside. And he's doing a good job 
dumping a ball off, dumping it off to Hill, dumping it off, you know, to Andrews. You know, and he still runs some, but he's still looking to dump it off, which is impressive. Vinny and Handy, 105.7 The Fan NFL Lunch here on this Woman Crush Wednesday schedule for week three in the National Football League Thursday night. That's tomorrow, 8.15, a game you can hear on 105.7 The Fan Prime Video for your viewing pleasure. The Giants came back. I don't want to say miraculous comeback, but one of the biggest comebacks in the history of their franchise to beat the Cardinals 1-1 one one at San Francisco. 49ers 2-0 with Super Bowl hopes. Right now, 49ers 10-point favorites in that one. Saquon Barkley, I know uh, Rap Sheet was saying he's out three weeks. Giants are saying he might be he might be playing on Sunday with the ankle injury. Who, they Mon- haven't ruled him out yet. Moncast, you mean? Did I say Mount Cal? Saquon no. Barkley. No, I'm just saying. Oh, Mount. I'm just, oh, well, just saying like Hyder was saying. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, he, might, he might pinch hit tonight. He's getting a little bit better. <laughs> getting a little bit better. But yeah, Barkley, you know, buying he, it. He ain't playing. Colts at Ravens. Ravens minus, oh, seven and a half. Would it go down a half a point already? All right, whatever. Let's see. Titans at Browns. Cleveland minus three. Browns today signed Kareem Hunt. Bring him back, uh, what, you, one year, four mils? Is that what it is? Yeah. And, and Bob, this – if Deshaun Watson can't take over the offense and beat a guy, it doesn't. They're they're not. They're going to win seven, eight games. You know they got a they got a championship defense, but with that quarterback, the way he's played the last two games, Bob, no. He was melting down too. Oh yeah, he grabbed face masks. Oh, he was uh, getting in an official's face. So Deshaun Watson not having a glorious night on national TV. Atlanta's at Detroit. Lions minus three and a half there. Atlanta two and zero. Oh, as are the Saints, who are at Green Bay. The Packers are laying two in this ball game. Broncos at Miami. Dolphins minus six and a half. Uh, Tua having a monster season so far. Yeah, and Denver's defense has not been good. You know, so if if they got time to throw Bob down there, I think that'll be tough on the Broncos. And how about Mostert having a big start to this season too? Yeah. Chargers are at the Vikings. Two zero and two disappointments early. Even money is the line there. Cousins doing Kirk Cousins things. Six touchdowns a pick, but his teams are losing the games here. Well, let me ask Not you. Not all his fault, right. by the way. Bob, if they lose again and you're 0-3 and you're basically out, do they try to would they trade him then? Yeah, we're starting to see out there on the interweb yeah. some whispers. The rumblings, yeah. And then and then Bob, let's say Chargers lose. Then Staley will start he's he's gonna start panicking again. You know, talking to the media. Yeah, he says, hey, the, what we're doing now has nothing to do with that playoff choke. Mm-hmm. You would hope not because, boy, that's a lingering hangover, wouldn't you say? New England's at the Jets. New England minus two and a half. I mean, the Jets, it is what it is. I mean, Q's even throwing out trial balloons and renegotiating our little bet there, and I might listen. Yeah, well, they, they could. I, I mean, if the Jets can find a way to win it defensively, you know, get Mac Jones – because New England, I'd love Bob. They go zero and three, then they got to go to go to Dallas and be zero and four. Oh, Bills at Washington. Commanders are two and zero, but they're six and a half point dogs at home. Houston's at Jacksonville. Jacksonville minus nine and a half. Carolina is at Seattle. Seattle's minus six. And what were we talking about off the air? Bryce Young. They can't do quarterback sneaks because he's, he's too, too small. small. <laughs> he's just a little guy. Yeah, a little guy. Seattle minus six. Big win for the Lions at Detroit. The Bears at Kansas City. Chiefs minus 12 and a half. Dallas, speaking of them, at Arizona. Dallas 12-point favorites in that one. 
Sunday night football, Steelers at Raiders. Raiders minus two and a half. Matt Canada not feeling the love, I guess, from Steeler fans and former executives. If he, if Tomlin had a different owner, you know, I mean, like an extremely patient owner like he's got, if he had a, you know, Jerry Jones or somebody else, you would think that they would, or even Mike Tomlin, you know, would like, uh, maybe we need to look at doing something else. Two Monday night games. You got Eagles at Tampa. That's 7-15. Philly minus five, two undefeated teams. And then 8-15, it's the Rams at Cincinnati. Uh, Rams, you know, one and one. They blow out Seattle. Okay, played San Francisco tough. Cincinnati, you know, they're 0-2, 0-2 in the division. Doesn't sound like good. I'm guessing Burrow's not going to play. Uh, that's and spread. if they start out 0-3, oof. I don't know. They may be one of the, Bob, that this year, you know, because if Burrow's not going to be healthy for a while, that offense is. And I think history has said, too, Vinny, 0-3 usually means you're not going to the playoffs. It's Vinny and Haney, 105.7. The fan will come back. Orioles are going to the playoffs. We'll talk about the American League East and beyond. AL East report. Funhouse trip, Nolan McGraw. And then Chip Patterson, CBSSports.com. Preview college football week four. What's going on long-term at Michigan State? Maryland looking to add to their woes Saturday at 3. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Third. Yankees, Boston, Toronto. The Rays. A closer look at the AL East. Brought to you by Window Nation. Get 50% off any style Window Nation windows. Bows, bays, double hung, sliders. Plus, pay nothing for two years and receive an additional 10% off your order. Call 866-90-NATION or go to windownation.com. Vinny and Haney. Asabi sends a fly ball into center. Phillips will have to go back. It's going to be over his head. For ratings score. Here comes Brandon Lau. He's going to score. Over to third. Walls a double for Basabi. And the Rays retake the lead. It's 4-2. And they would win 6-2. Dwayne Stats. Balt of Bally. Sports son on the call. Basabi rhymes with Wasabi. And he took over for Franco. And he got in trouble. And a two-run double. 
as Tampa regained the lead and eventually won over the Angels 6-2 as they stay two and a half games behind the Birds in the AL East. Toronto beat the Yankees 7-1 last night. Springer, Bichette, and Kirk all one yard. Cuckoo, Cuckoochie, he got the win. Texas beat Boston 6-4. Josh Young. Fresh off the IL, he had a two-run single as Texas gained a game on Houston, who lost to the Orioles. Minnesota beat Cincinnati last night, 7-zip, as the Twins close in on the AL Central. The Cubbies got medieval on the Pirates, 14-1, breaking a five-game losing streak. Milwaukee beat St. Louis, 7-3, as they're getting close to the NL Central. And Seattle beat Oakland, 7-2. As they gain a game on Houston. So Houston heading into today's game. Only a half game up on both the uh, Rangers and the Mariners. Arizona beat San Francisco 8-4. to So the standings as we sit here on this September the 20th. Orioles two and a half up on Tampa. Minnesota's eight up on Cleveland. We just talked about Houston half game up on both Texas and Seattle. And then the Brewers are six up on the Cubs, seven up on the uh, Reds in the Central. Other other divisions are pretty much taken care of. Wild cards, Tampa, Toronto are in right now. Texas, Seattle are basically tied. And then the Yankees are seven out, so they're done. I'm going to stop mentioning them. Sorry, Yankee fans. National League, Phillies were up for zip on Atlanta. And the Diamondbacks would be in. The Cubbies would be in. The Marlins are a half game back. The Reds are only a game back. San Francisco is three back. And the Padres won six in a row. They're five and a half back. I mean, they're not even at 500, but... They have a lot of teams to catch. Stranger, right. I mean, yeah, they've got like six teams. They got a leapfrog here, whatever it is. But they're not done yet. But let's be honest. They're done. Orioles news today. They're taking on the Astros, going for the series sweep. It's Kyle Bradish going up against Christian Javier. Bradish 11 and 7, 3 12 earn run average. Christian Javier, right hander, 9 and 4, with a 474 earn run average. Orioles 95 and 56, 50 and 26 on the road. The Astros 84 and 68. Unbelievably losing record at home, 38 and 39. Orioles did make a roster move today as uh, Ryan Mountcastle was placed on the IL 10-day. Left AC joint inflammation. I have no idea what that is. Shoulder sort of thing. AC joint, yeah. And if he heard a pop, uh, I don't know. I guess he got swelling in there. Backdated three days from today. Ryan McKenna is coming up from Norfolk. Uh, Rockabaco tweeting this out within the last five minutes or so. Grayson Rodriguez, Dean Kramer, John Means, and Kyle Gibson will be the Orioles' starting pitchers in Cleveland for that series, which starts tomorrow. So how's that sound? That's your American League East and Beyond. American League East and Beyond report here on this Woman Crush Wednesday. When we come back, Funhouse Trip, Nolan McGraw, and then Chip Patterson, CBSSports.com, preview week four, college football. Maryland looking to go to 4-0 against Michigan State. If Maryland lost... We'll be, should we be mad at Maryland for not doing it because Michigan State's in disarray? 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. NCAA. Get it all right here. 105.7 The Fan. Good evening, 105.7 The Fan. Lineup for the Orioles. Gunnar Henderson shortstop. Adley Rutschman behind the plate. Anthony Santander's in right field. Ryan O'Hearn cleaning up at first. Cedric Mullins in center field. Has to curse daddy one yard last night. He's your DH. Austin Hayes went deep twice. He's in left field. Adam Frazier's at second. Ramon Arias at third. Bradish is your pitcher. Houston Altuve's at second. Pena's at short. Tucker's in right field. Bregman's at third. Abreu's at first. Diaz is your DH. McCormick right field. Jake Myers at center. Martin Maldonado behind the plate. In favor of, uh, well, in support of, I should say, Christian Javier. We've got Chip Patterson, CBSSports.com, joining us here in a matter of minutes. Talk college football heading into week four. Uh, quick draw. How are you? Doing good. Uh, you know, this came across uh, the radar today. Can't believe it didn't come up on the show yet. Uh, Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift. We talked about that quite a bit earlier this week, or yeah. Vinny seems to bring it up. But the tabloids could be coming for the Ravens. If you saw this, Odell Beckham Jr. Uh oh, being linked to none other than Kim Kardashian. Uh oh, quote, hanging out, as the headlines are saying. Oh boy, when do they get a chance to hang out? I don't know. Unless she's in Baltimore. Good question. Hmm. Odell Beckham, Kim Kardashian. She usually doesn't go for the celebrity types. <laughs> Yeah, that's the first. Well, they were at. That I don't think she's ever dated an athlete before. They were at that white party. They weren't together, but they were all there. That's when supposedly Tom Brady was hanging out with her. Oh boy, with Kardashian. That was. Oh my. Yeah, but that's when he met the the model that he's dating now. Hmm. Page six. Just go to page six. Oh, New York paper. Feels like the National Enquirer <laughs> yeah. around here. My Divi- dad used to read that all the time. Uh, I still do. It's Vinny and Hedy, 1057, the fan. Before we get to Chip Patterson, let's go to the funhouse. Quick draws, funhouse. The rudeness, tuneness text reader. Who's the fastest gun alive? This side of the Chesapeake. Sponsored by the Smile Design Center. Changing the way you feel about dentistry one smile at a time. For information or to schedule an appointment for care, give them a call today. 443-348-8812. I like that quick throw. 105.7 The Fan. First text here says, I think Kerstad will be the DH right fielder of the future as soon as next year, depending on what the Orioles choose to do with Austin Hayes and Anthony Santander. My guess is they keep Hayes. He will be a cheaper option than Santander in arbitration. Yeah, arbitration money's going to start uh, cashing some checks here, but we'll see. 
Kerstad right now, I guess they don't trust him enough defensively to put him out there, but his bats play, and we saw it again last night. Remember that his sack fly put Mullins at third, yeah. and then McCann dropped down the bunt, and then he hit the home run himself. So I like this kid a lot. He's fought back from a lot to get to where he is, and there's definitely a future in this Orioles lineup for sure. Another texter here says, just keep it simple. Kerstad's best position, quite frankly, is DH. Just let the kid focus on hitting bombs. And one of the strengths of this Orioles team is what this year? Defense! Yes. Don't want to weaken it just to uh, pacify egos. And I don't think Kerstad would have one of those. He hasn't been here, what, two weeks yet. But let's keep them gloves where they've been because the Orioles, their gloves save a lot of runs for that pitching staff. Another one here from Chris says, if you look at the teams that the Bengals have to play, if Burrow isn't fully mobile for them, uh, he could get killed. Uh, Can you imagine the day Bosa will have against Williams coming up, not to mention the Steeler games, uh, Watt and Highsmith? Yeah, I mean, if it continues like this for another week or or two weeks, Bengals are going to be in trouble this year. I mean, if if they're sitting one and five, they're done. They have Aaron Donald this week. Yeah. Another one here. This is a short. Texter wants to know, will the Ravens end up regretting not picking up Patrick Queen's fifth-year option? No, because they can always tag him. You know, the, the, the reason you don't is because there's no tag for middle linebacker. The linebackers, it's the pass rusher, you know, number. So it's extremely expensive. No... No inside linebacker, first-round draft pick, has ever had his option picked up. I think that's what Eric told me. Hmm. Uh, and one more here earlier talking about the lottery concept in drafts. Uh, this texter not happy with the lottery at all. Says, screw the lottery. It's only used as an extra event for marketing. Lowest team or worst team in every sport should get the first pick. Uh, and that's coming from someone whose favorite teams have benefited in the past. Abolish the lottery, and yes, there's no such thing as players and coaching staffs tanking. Well, I, I don't. Yeah, coaches don't want to tank because you know they're probably going to be fired. You know, so I've never been involved, and in, I've been with some not so good teams with the Redskins. And no, the coaches are fighting our ass off. You know, some of the players. As it gets towards the end, they may start protecting themselves and get in golf mode more so, but the coaches aren't. Vinny and Haney, 105.7 The Fed. When we come back, Chip Patterson, CBSSports.com. Preview college football week number four. Maryland's at Michigan State. What's the big picture scenario for Michigan State, Mel Tucker? And if Maryland loses, should we start holding them accountable? Slow starts and all, so stay tuned for that. Inside access takes over at 2 o'clock. And then it's uh, Glenn and Rita coming up at 6. It's the Orioles are playing in about uh, half an hour here. No BBT till tomorrow. Vinny and Haney, two opposites attracted by a paycheck. 105.7 The Fan. Vinny and Haney, 105.7 The Fan. Woman Crush Wednesday. You pick the songs, favorite female artist of band. We're going to play them for you. It's actually our last segment, so enjoy this one. This is the one we're playing for you out the door. Who is it, Norm, real quick? Melissa Morgan. Melissa Morgan for you, everybody. Orioles and Astros coming up to 10. Birds going for the sweep. Ravens back in practice today. Get ready for the Colts. Terps are at Michigan State. 3.30. 
Lansing, Saturday, you can hear the game here on 105.7 The Fan or watch it on national TV, NBC. Bob Eddie, Vinny Serrato joining us now to preview week four and beyond on the WGK Law Guest Hotline, CBSSports.com. He is Chip Patterson. Chip, good afternoon. What's happening? I know that there are eight games between teams that uh, have not lost this year. You know, eight, undefe- eight games between undefeated teams. There are six games between ranked teams, but what I got to know is, is there any fear or are you at all unsettled at the potential trap that's awaiting the Maryland Terrapins in East Lansing? A zombie Spartans team that just got pounded by the Huskies. 713 yards. I mean, it is, it was at the betting line, like seven and a half. That is stinky and smelly. That when you and I talk, when y'all and when we get together and I often talk about winning to the games that you should win, this is a classic example where if you're a Maryland fan, do not let this be because it wouldn't be a, a headline upset. It wouldn't even make you know the 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 rundown of a six segment show. But man, it would be really disappointing to lose to that zombie Michigan State team, which is not as good as Maryland. It's a big take care of business weekend for uh, the Terps, in my opinion. And I was going to ask you that very question because the Terps two weeks in a row fall behind 14 zip Charlotte. And then last week to Virginia and they wound up piling on the Cavaliers just a little bit. Mike Loxie had said, I might have to start changing some things at practice to prevent these slow starts. But if the Terps chip get out to the 14 zip lead and you talk about the zombie spartans i mean as maryland has fought back against teams they're supposed to beat if the terps do the savage macho man savage elbow on them early is there any fight left in that program at least that saturday and beyond yeah i I mean you know it would get to pile on them early uh, in the second straight home game for a, a program a team that is existing in a program that's disarray, you you would have a chance to really spike Michigan State uh, on into 2024. So, yeah, it would benefit Maryland to be able to get up early. You know, have it be the same kind of experience that Washington had. And by that, I mean its star quarterback, Michael Penix, was on the sideline with three minutes left in the third quarter. Let's give Talia that kind of experience where you can rest up for the final 15 minutes of the game uh, and be able to cruise to a nice road win in conference play. Chip, you talk about, uh, you know, the big matchups of ranked teams, and, you know, you mentioned being in disarray. Ole Miss is at Alabama. Milrose back in the starting lineup for Lou, uh, Lou Saban. They're killing me! Uh, Nick Saban, the head coach there. Disarray, the quarterback situation, but what about the O-line? The line is Alabama minus seven, by the way. Ole Miss, one of those undefeated teams. Uh I don't want to say it's a shocker if the uh, the Rebels win, but you know if you're uh, Kiffin, are you expecting to go here and get that dub? I think you understand the the challenge it's going to be because there there still is a lot of pride there, and I think that you know while I think they're a little bit disorganized, while I think that you know the transition to offensive coordinator Tommy Reese has not gone particularly well on probably on field and off field communication seems a little bit off. Uh, I, I really think that to lose two home games in the first four weeks is, is a amazing sign 
of how things have really dropped off. I think that they're going to get a tremendous fight. And in terms of the matchup, you know, it's interesting because it's it's actually kind of a weakness-on-weakness problem where Ole Miss is really, really good up front. And that's going to help them against an offensive line for Alabama that, as you mentioned, has not lived up to the billing or the recruiting rankings. But I think you can get Ole Miss in terms of throwing on their secondary. Here's the problem. Whether it's Jalen Milrow, whether it's Ty Simpson, whether it's Ty Buckner, you just don't have an Alabama passing attack that has a lot of teeth. So the way to get past Ole Miss is to throw the ball. And Alabama hasn't been throwing the ball well at all. And on the other side, Quinshawn Judkins, their star running back, is a little bit banged up. I mean, Jackson Dart is the team's leading rusher right now. I think that Alabama's defense is really going to set the tone for that game, though I would not be surprised if Ole Miss gets off to a fast start, you know, laying scripts up something as a, as a nice little statement out the gate. Chip, does uh, Dion have any chance of beating Oregon? And if they did – uh, next week when they play SC, the president may be at the game for that one then. Are you serious? Is that something they're talking about? No, oh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> president I mean, of the if, Dion if fan club. If you want to say the president's going to be at that game, I thought you were just going to tell me that Dion's going to run in 2024. And I don't know, the way that we've seen the nation rally behind him, yep. what they say, 11 million people? We're up at 11 p.m. Eastern time watching Colorado football. I was. I've never seen anything unite left, right, red, blue, whatever it is. You know, whether you love me or hate them, you're definitely signing up for the show. I'll throw this out there. So if you organize um, the top 12 or so teams in the country, you, you put them up there and you look at offensive ratings and defensive ratings, like for the most part, it's somewhat balanced, right? Like an, a team like Ohio State is up there with like a five and a four, right? Top five offense, top five defense. You get to work your way down a little bit. You know, you might have one team that's like a, a 12 on offense or a 25 on defense. But for the most part, everything looks a little balanced. There are two teams in the country in that top 12, you know, national ranking where there is an outlier. And it is the defensive side of the football for the Oregon Ducks, USC Trojans. And those are the next two opponents for Colorado. So for Shador Sanders, for offensive coordinator Sean Lewis, and for this Colorado offense, which we know is very dangerous, explosive, runs at an up-tempo, your path to truly shocking the world is to make sure that you take advantage of every single opportunity. Because the reason why USC and Oregon are top teams in the country, despite having defenses that are decidedly average, is that they have some of the best offenses in the entire country. They have some of the best quarterbacks in the entire country. And given what we've seen from Colorado's defense, it's safe to assume that more often than not, when Caleb Williams or Bo Nix get the ball, they're going to end up finding ways to score touchdowns or at least get them into field goal range. So the path to victory for Colorado is zero wasted possession because then it gets out of hand. They play at a fast tempo. You have a couple three and outs and keep throwing your defense back out there on the field against these prolific offenses. It could get sideways fast. And so that, that is really the interesting wrinkle of playing these two headliners in the PAC 12 in the next two weeks is that there is in ways that most top 12 teams uh, don't have at least a weakness that I think Colorado has the personnel to exploit. All right, Chip, what about Ohio State-Notre Dame? So I've, 
my pick is going to be Notre Dame to win the football game. I am so excited to see the battle of Ohio State's defensive front going up against Notre Dame's offensive line. It's one of the best offensive lines in the country and one of the best defensive fronts in the country. I think that uh, Ohio State's own offensive line is going to have trouble dealing with Notre Dame's defensive front and Ohio State's inability to um, you know, run the ball consistently through three games, I think is a, a little bit of a troublesome mark. But I, I still have to acknowledge that there are not many football players at any level where Marvin Harrison Jr. is. And if this, this is a little bit of a lower scoring, both defenses dominate, then it comes down to who can create an explosive play. And I do have more confidence that Ohio State has skill players that can really create that explosive play. Again, my pick is Notre Dame because I imagine that in the home crowd with the ability to run the ball with Audric Estime, that they are just going to try to you know control this game, keep it close, create some doubt, and make it happen. But I I acknowledge that in my pick of thinking Notre Dame is going to win, that the best player on the field is suiting up for the scarlet and gray. And I am, uh, I don't know, man, I'm, I'm gushing over this one. I, I'm very excited to watch what I think is one of the most exciting regular season games on the schedule. Chip Patterson, CBSSports.com, joins us here. Vinny and Haiti, 105.7 The Fan. Chip, as always, appreciate the time. Enjoy the games this weekend. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Chip. Sounds good. Y'all be well. There's Chip Patterson basically saying Maryland better not lose to Michigan State. Yeah. You got to go in there and trounce them. Well, this is a game that Leah's got to be the dominant guy. You know, I mean, if Washington put up 713 yards and probably like three and a three quarters or whatever, come on. You know, Leah, step up and beat a guy and put this team away and let's move on. Orioles and Astros coming up at 210 Inside Access. We'll be talking about the game as it happens. Ryan Mountcastle, 10-day IL. Ryan McKenna, he's back from AAA Norfolk. Uh, Kenyon Drake signed today to the Ravens practice squad. Yeah, I'm, I'm anxious to see on the waiver wire if Ben Gordon is on the wire today. I mean, I don't know why they would have... Melvin Gordon. Or Melvin Gordon. Yeah, I, I don't know why they would have all these running backs that are similar. That's going to do it for us. Inside Access coming up next. For Nolan McGraw, Vinny Serrato, I'm Bob Haney. Stay safe, stay healthy. We'll talk in the morning for now. Class has been. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.